beat nuts, Mr. Meth. You know how we do. Se acabó. Free drinks on the house. Welcome to MTGP Australia, a podcast showcasing the up-and-coming Muay Thai Grand Prix shows right here in Australia, with your hosts, Kevin Fuller and Darius Douch. My soul's getting tired, always running from the law. My brothers are getting by, we don't struggle anymore. If you love me, how you love me, then love me a little more. If you love me, how you love me, then love me a little more. My soul's getting tired, always running from the law. My brothers are getting by, we don't struggle anymore. If you love me, how you love me, then love me a little more. If you love me, how you love me, then love me a little more. They might love you for an hour, then they'll change in a minute. I need that love that's like a tower. Don't hold back or be frigid. I had a dream that I got locked. You never came for a visit. People came Welcome to episode five of the Muay Thai Grand Prix podcast. In today's episode, we go, we go, we get on Zoom because I'm in Canberra and the boys are back in Perth. We break down the main card. <laughs> Hello, boys. We break down the main card and we chat about the great night it was. Let's get into it. How you going, boys? Yeah, good on you, Bundy. Thank you. That's okay, lads. How is everything? Back and busy. Um, yeah, we uh, we felt like zombies, didn't we, Gab? For the for the, you know probably the week after the show, but getting <laughs> back into normal life routine now, mate. Thinking about the next one now. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll talk about the next one. So, mate, I just want I want to thank the listeners because um the last episode episode four that was our most popular episode, mate. It was a, there was a, the most downloads of of all the episodes and. And um, they're getting on, they were listening to that episode and then obviously going back and listening to the other episodes. So thank you very much for that, guys. Yeah, thanks to the listeners. Excellent. Yeah. No, it's starting to get a bit of traction and yeah, well, it's, it's, it's you guys, it's the popularity of the, um, the Muay Thai Grand Prix show. <laughs> get into that, Gav. <laughs> Wundi, wasn't you listening to it on repeat, mate? Nah, that was you, mate. That was you. That was all you. <laughs> 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 well, let's talk about the night though, mate. That was a great venue. I mean, um, there was there was a, there was um, people were smiling. There was a, everyone was having a good time. There was some uh, um, uh, good entertainment. Some uh, the food was good, the Thai food, and there was some pies, some pies there, and um, yeah, and the cars, the cars were mate, the cars were awesome to to have a look at as well. Bundy, we had we had twenty matchups, mate, and. Um Every single one of them uh, went the distance, so um, I'm, I'm actually still shocked we didn't, didn't have one early finish. So I think Gavin and I are pretty happy with that. You know, as matchmakers uh, and promoters, that's all you can ask for is to have as many fair matchups as possible. Mate, I, I, yeah. I, I yeah, go Gav. There's a few comments on social media about you know Tom not being a very good eight class tie, but uh, let me show the people who probably don't know all the ties on the circuit, which I predominantly know most of them. Or if I don't know most of them, I'll do my research on them. But Tom Perini, um, AKA Pet Gunter from Moyu Den in the South of Thailand, he is former Thailand and channel seven champion. And he was a legitimate, um, contestant for Charlie. And since Charlie's fought George, as Darius was saying last time, there's a lot of fights, uh, fighters, sorry, that Charlie's put away, you know, pretty early on. And for Tom, who actually, you know, stepped up in size and in weight, Tom was normally 69 to 72 kilo fighter, but, you know, he's fighting at 76, 77. I, I, I said it would be probably a hard test for him. But, you know, in fairness to Tom, he kind of, like, gave it to 
give it to Charlie, probably a weight category too too up too uh, large. But you know, geez, he stuck. He, he he it was tough though. He didn't yeah, go down. He put on a that's what you... mate, there were some really good exchanges. Charlie yeah. got hold of him towards the end, but there's some really good exchanges where he, he was just so tough. Yeah, and like you know, and like Liam Griffin, twenty four professional fights, taking on Kumsab, who Darius and I agree with is probably one, if not the best ties in Australia at the moment. A very slick, very uh, slippery eel, as I call Kumsab, is very uh, makes all the basics look really easy, but his IQ is incredible. Yeah, but you know, in fairness to Liam, you know, Liam knew that was a big test for him coming away with twenty four professional fights. Yeah. you know, and sticking in for five rounds against a you know. A current tie who's you know been on a rampage darius um you know well but the highlight for me was the highlight for me boondy was everybody um when the fa group fighters came into the gym they they saw yelty and yelty had like glasses on he had his hoodie on and they're all saying to me yeah can this guy fight he looks like a cross between kevin de bruyne and uh you know um what's his name from um uh Harry Potter. Harry Potter, uh, yeah, hybrid, yeah. He looks a hybrid of Yelty and, uh, sorry, Kevin De Bruyne and Harry Potter with his glasses on. And they didn't really hit the pads when they came to the gym. They just had the sweatsuit on and hit the bag. So they didn't really get to see how they warmed up. But I think Darius was um, very impressed with Yelty. And we're, oh. we're in the presence now of matchmaking and bringing we'll, him back again. We'll wait till we get to that fight. But, yeah, I was I commentated that fight and I was, I was really impressed with Yelty. But, look, overall... Yeah, you know, twenty matchups, twenty fights that went the distance. Um, can't be any happy with that, mm. Woody, but if you like, mate, we can we can get stuck into oh, the review. I just wanna, of the... I, mate, I want to I want to talk about the night first, mate. Okay, <laughs> go for it, mate. I want to I want to I want to give a big thank you out to Nick as well. You know, Nick, she was um, there was like it's a big night. Chief Brains Trust, yeah, the Brains Trust. I, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a big night. So how do you, how does it how does it all come together? I mean, do you have volunteers that that, that help you put the, put this show, show together? Well, you know, as far as the organising go, it's, it's just the three of us. And, yeah. you know, we've all got careers and we've got kids and family. So, you know, we do it all part-time. Yeah. Uh, but it, it comes together on the day. You know, we have a massive amount of helpers yeah. um, and staff. And, you know, without them, we just can't do it. Like, you know, we, we get to the venue the night before, before the weigh-in starts setting up. We do the weigh-in. We, yeah. we, we continue into the night and then we're back there at seven o'clock the next morning ready to open the doors by two o'clock so you know we've got a really good team behind us mm. and uh, you know without the team without the without the helpers that not just setting up but the ones that stay back and help us pull down and yeah. you know, the ones that work the doors um uh, and and work the tills and so forth selling the tickets and the merchandise um you know without them we, we you know we can't do it ourselves yeah. Oh, well, well, let's give a big shout out to the volunteers um, and and uh, everyone that helps out on, on on the night. Well, let's get into the um, let's get into the main card now, mate, and uh, let's let's talk about the um, the fights. My name's Che, the revolution leader from West. So I leveled up and got Guevara into my chest, and I'm from Trinidad. My fam are big and bad, get busy, we ain't kicking back. The shots we're licking back, the uppers ain't in that. We low get rid of that. It's New York on my fitted hat. We smoke gorilla pack, and then it ends. It pops off, parties get locked off, barrels are locked, stock. Cruising in the drop top, I got a point to prove that's for real. Changed how we do it when platinum with no skills. Getting tired of well, yeah, okay. We'll start with part one of the of the main card, the pro card. In the blue corner, we had Tom Perinha from FA Group, um, as we've already touched on, versus Charlie Bubb from Razor Muay Thai. Five by three rounds, and you know we talk about how tough um, Charlie is, how tough Tom was, but you know Tom really. You know, he stuck it up to, to Charlie for those first couple of rounds, but you know, Charlie's class, 
Charlie just doesn't slow down. He he was okay. pedaled to the metal. He was he was pedaled to the metal of the full five rounds and towards the end of the fight, the last two or three rounds, you know, Charlie really turned it on mm. and just showed how tough and how classy he is. Yeah. And um, you know, went went for gold. You know, Charlie could have sat back, taken it easy, gone on the back foot, just won by points, uh, nice and easily. But you know, he 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 went he went front. You know, he went towards uh, Tom and put the pressure on, and just you know, really towards the end, got on top of Tom. And you know, unfortunately, Tom copped a bit of a, a battering towards the end there. But he was pretty gallant and pretty pretty brave. Was Tom? He got cut open quite a few times and uh, had some nasty cuts from Charlie and real bad swollen black eye. But geez, one thing about Tom. Not too many people lately have put up with that kind of battering and not gone down. I mean, there wasn't even an eight count on Tom. No, there wasn't. Uh, he, 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 you know, he, he copped that battering. He showed how tough he was. You know, a lot of people think, you know, the ties go out here and get a, you know, retired ties go and get a payday. But that wasn't about it for Tom. You know, he really wanted to make sure, you know, really realised he probably couldn't win the fight. He, you know, you could see he wasn't going to, you know, be stopped in a hurry. He really tried his hardest. And, um, you know, props to him and props to Charlie for, you know, Putting the uh, pedal to the metal and, yeah. and you know, no mercy sort of thing. And we've struggled to find Charlie opponents. You know, obviously, it's not easy to get opponents. Charlie's a big boy. Yeah. Massive. Not, yeah. Not, not a lot of people wanted to come to the, the party to fight Charlie. And it's a bit hard for us to match him. And, you know, that was one of the um, matches that we knew uh, Charlie wanted to test. And, you know, on paper, that was a good check, test for Charlie. Yeah, it certainly was. But, you know, like we said, Charlie's full of class, he's tough, he's full of skills, he bought all the weapons um, to, to the fight. You know, there was, lots of, there was lots of elbows, there was lots of knees, yeah. and, you know, Charlie was, was, was unrelenting. But, you know, we, Gav and I were talking, we've got a plan for Charlie uh, next year that we've already, you know, already starting some chats with Daddy Mac about. So um, we'll have to bring Charlie back next year for something, something bigger and better. So... Yeah. Watch this space uh, for, the, for the future. You're always thinking about the future, aren't you, boys? We've got to plan ahead because uh, the, the shows come around pretty quickly and fighters get booked out. So yeah. um, we've, got, we've got something massive for February 25th, but we'll, uh, we'll announce that later in December. Perhaps when we do our next podcast, Boonie, we're going to do the one about Road to 1FC right. in December. Road to 1FC, mate. That'll be uh, yeah. in, in a couple of weeks. Time that right for when we can make the announcement. Yeah, mate. And um, we'll, we'll combine that announcement, I think. Um with that and then maybe then we could probably elaborate on what some plans are with charlie as well so a bit to do between now and then of course yeah so um the second fight of the main card oh geez jessica gill from uh, pretty muay thai and boxing in Cairns, um up against paris rose from monsters wow. inc this was at 64 kilos mm. both you know tall tall strong Tall, strong, rangy, ripped girls, mm. you know, fit as can be, five by two rounds. Yeah. You know, Jessica Hill, she's got twice the amount of experience as Paris. But, geez, you know, that was that was a cracking fight. If, if you ever want to see two... Oh, if you ever want to see two tough girls just go go together with all the skills, the elbows, spinning elbows, the knees, the clinching, um, that's, a, that, that's, that's a classic one of those girls. You know, with their, just their, both girls' long legs, so just using all Muay Thai techniques with, with their knees... Um, you know, my, my take on that fight with, you know, with Jesse having twice the amount of experience, she came out in that first round on the back foot. Thought, I thought she was a counterfighter. Yeah. Paris was very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Paris was very aggressive in that first round and really took it to her. But as the fight wore, wore on over the five rounds, the tide's kind of changing. Jesse really in that first round was just kind of feeling out Paris because, you know, Jesse came back in those, in those middle to later rounds and she was the one on the front foot and Paris was on the back foot. Jesse really put the pressure on. 
you know, and she was a little bit, her style, I won't say it was awkward, it was just, it was just that little bit different, you know, yeah. she, um, you might have surprised Paris with a little bit of a different style. It was still very much Muay Thai, but she was very in and out. Angles. In angles. She didn't stay. She'd come in, hit you, Step and come out, and then not be there to get hit again. So, um, you know, and for Paris, who's an aggressive fighter, um, she was wanting to go to war and hit back, but then Jesse's kind of gone, you mm -hmm. know. But, um, and fair play to Paris, you know, taking a... Oh, that was experience, not, Paris. experience, you know, and really giving a good contest. And I think... Um, um, post-fight interview uh, Jesse Jesse was saying that they've been working in camp on their footwork and moving off to the side yeah, yeah. his footwork was their amazing footwork was, and yeah. you know, what, what's I could hear it the elbows were going boondy and the uh, the crowd was popping yeah. and I actually just stepped out because I was doing some hand wraps and just out the corner just popped my head and I could see they were actually you know going toe to toe in round two which was you know great for Paris she hasn't fought for a while she wanted a good hard contest and uh, Darius managed to uh, get uh, Jesse across the WA, and we'd, we'd love to have Jesse back, right? Yeah, and, we would, and, yeah. And Paris back on the floor, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, James James knew this was a tough fight for, for Paris. Mm. You know, we talked about it. You know, he, you know they took the fight known, you know, this is going to be a tough one. Jesse had double double experience. But, you know, the other interesting thing, I saw a comment from Jesse. You know, she actually said on one of her social posts, I, I think I read it somewhere, or she might have said it, you know, this was the best fight she's ever had. So she came... And she adapted and she rose another level and, you know, she fought out of her skin. She said it's the, it's the best she's ever performed. So it goes to show a little bit of pressure, yeah. you know, big, big show, big, you know, big fight. And uh, she stepped up. She she yeah. listens as well because I was in the corner. I, I, when I was watching the fight, I was in that corner. And James was just, every time everything what James was saying from the corner, she was doing. She was very, she's, um, she's very coachable, James was saying. She listens and very coachable. And uh, mate, oh, yeah. she's got a big future. I like, I like, I like to see her back over here. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what was really good is like um, when we when we planned the fight card, you know, we put Charlie on. You know, normally Charlie would be like last or fight. Yeah. You know, ten, eleven, twelve on a fight card. We put Charlie first to accommodate for his fans over in we Orange, yeah. uh, New South Wales. So we really looked after Charlie and his fans. So yeah. thanks for all the fans who dialed yeah. in to Charlie. But going back to Jesse and to Paris. I mean, on this fight card, we were really grateful to have, you know, a third of the fight card was girls, you know, it's like to really have three girls in our fight card, classy, you know, was really good. And for, for aspiring girls coming into the sport to watch Jesse and Paris and Kiri and Caitlin and Tiff and Bryony, what, what some absolutely fantastic role models to watch yeah. and to learn from for aspiring female athletes coming yeah. up through the sport because all six of those girls were a testament to the sport. Yeah. And and what 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 fights they were? All, all the three girls' fights were, were, were you know crackers. I mean, mm. we'll get to the we'll get to the girls, I suppose. Oh, yeah, but yeah, sure. their fights were amazing. Really good hard fights. Who is the next one after that, mate? Fight number three. Um, we had uh, Gab's boy James Corser from uh, GTG in the blue corner, and he took on he took on uh, Cody Basso Brusa from Riddler's Gym. Um, this was a rematch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, James' original opponent um, pulled out. So on, I think, a couple of weeks' notice, Cody stepped up. And, you know, Gab's been pretty honest. It wasn't um, it wasn't the ideal fight for James. They, they always wanted the rematch of Cody, but probably more next year. A couple of, fights down, a line, couple of yeah. fights down the line. It came a bit earlier. But, you know, what do you do? We didn't want James to, to miss out on a fight. Yeah, and thank you to Darren and to, uh, to Riddler's Jim and to Cody for stepping in and taking the fight, uh, you know. We knew it was going to be a hard fight. We knew the switch left kick of 
of uh, Cody's and his hook and low kicks were going to be you know, mm. his weapons of choice. We just couldn't negate them as quick as we can. But the first round, Darius, was an absolute cracker. It was tip for tat round one. Um, mm. Round two, Cody just stepped away. We told James to step step away and just wait. But he, I think he stepped off and came out of the pocket too much. And Cody capitalised. And then just round three, um, Cody just stepped it up a little bit of a notch. So round one was really impressive for improvements for James. But Cody round two and three really stepped up the the game and you know took away the win. So thank you, as I said again, thank you to Riddler and to Cody for taking that fight. But an interesting note was that, uh, you know, James, he did perform much better on this fight than their first fight. So really good signs for James taking tough fights. You know, Cody, Cody's probably one of the most improved fighters in WA the last two yeah, years, been 12 months. Been on a bit of a trail. Yeah. He's fighting regularly. And he's a big boy for the weight. He's a very chiseled, strong, muscly guy. So, you know, he's a... He's a up in weight to get fights. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's gone up in weight for us before. And he's had, he's had to take a fight at 75 kilos. Yeah. Um, on our previous show, or the one before that, so you know he he steps up when he needs to, and you know he's a busy fighter. I think um, you know there's a, there's a few there's a few uh, younger guys really stepping through at Riddlers, and uh, you know Cody is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Look out for the future. Yeah, yeah, we've had him we've had him on the show a few times. He's always very um, respectful and, and very complimentary and very thankful. He's one of your favourites, isn't he, Darius? Mate, um, every every person that fought's one of my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's a good, look, he's a good kid, Cody. And look, he, he performed really well and, and props to him. Taking short notice. Yeah, taking the fine short notice. Look, he's, he's, got a, he's got a massive future, there's no doubt. And a good weight for Australia as well. Yeah, really oh. really good weight, 72 and a half kilos. Lots, yeah. lots happening in that division. Around Australia. In the middleweight division, yeah. Yeah. Rightio, um, fight number four, Bundy? Yes, mate. Fight number four, uh, actually sponsored by our awesome sponsors in Primo Fightwear. And look how good our shorts were and all our fighters decked out. And our ring and canvas and everything decked out by Prima. Thank you to them. But Joseph Stockwell from Tuae Muay Thai, coached by Carl Puglia, versus Zayed Zaylini from Boom's Gym. This fight was uh, 66 kilos and uh, three by three rounds. And this was really interesting. Zayed's really stepped up in the last 12 months and fought some big names. Leo, Leo Tim Mitchell, come to mind. Uh, he beat Tim Mitchell. He's fought Leo and his, I think it was his last fight on, on, on domination. So, you know, he he um, fought some of the best um, in that division, you know, as as, as he stepped up the ranks. Joseph Stockwell, um, he probably hasn't fought anyone as experienced as what Zayed has in the last, well, in WA, certainly in the last 12, 12 months, if you if you throw Tim. Yeah, but if you throw Tim Mitchell and uh, Leo. Leo, I think they've yeah. got more experience than Brandon. So, you know, Joseph's stepped up. But, you know, what I thought was probably a little bit of a step up for this fight. But stylistically, we knew this would be a, a, a quite an even fight. And to be honest, it was even after the first two rounds. Um, you know, I, I probably had it at one round apiece. The last round, I think Joseph, probably the last half of the last round, the last minute, he, he, he took he took the bout, in my opinion. But, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't watch it as a judge. I'd have to watch it properly again. But just what I observed, he stepped on the gas and um, had some heavy hands on Zayed. So Ed's uh, IQ throughout that fight was was outstanding on that back foot. His counter style, Zayed's actually really pretty to watch. I, I love his style. Eugene's done an awesome job with Zayed, getting him in that fight in that style that he that he's had. But Joseph, you know, I, I, maybe Carl told him end of the end of the second round. Uh, not sure, but you know, Joseph came out in that last round uh, like a man possessed. Obviously, knew he had to probably turn it on to take the win. And uh, whether he was told to knock Zayed out or just to win convincingly, not sure. But like I said, 
uh, especially the last half of the last round, Joseph turned it on and clipped Zayev with some real strong hands. And when you've got someone like Joseph, remembering he's an ex-boxer, I think he had seven or eight fights boxing before he switched to Muay Thai. And, you know, no matter how good your defense could be or back foot or counter, if you've got someone like that with strong hands that just keeps peppering away and keeps coming at you with hard, heavy hands, eventually, you know, they are going to get through. That, that's, you know, you're not going to be able to block or parry or counter every punch. And so, you know, that's really what happens. They did a great job the first two rounds and then towards the last half of the last round, some of those heavy hands started started getting through. And so, yeah, it probably took its toll just a little bit towards the end. Cracking fight, though. It was a really, really good fight. Um, we're going to sound biased because every fight was really good. They all went the distance. But, you know, the last round when it, got, when it was... When it was there to be won and, you know, it was really turned on, it was, uh, you yeah, cracking the uh, last couple of minutes of that fight, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, the fight number five. Fight number five, yeah. Uh, brought to you by uh, our lovely sponsors who hosted our show with the venue at Carco, carco.com.au. Uh, in the blue corner, we had John Morton from Morfit, and he took on Nelson Lackey uh, from Monsters, Inc., 67 kilos, three by three rounds. This was uh, to the red corner, Derek. Yes, to the yes. Red corner. He was yeah. very angry on on their way in switch switch into red corner, but I actually said to him, "Hey, you've lost three on, you've lost three on the bounce, uh, um, Nilsson. Maybe the red corner might do you some luck tonight." Oh, no, well, it did. <laughs> you were right. Um, Nelson took this fight on short notice. Uh, I can't remember. Thank you. I can't remember what it was. Was it two weeks? Three weeks? So, so big thank you to Nelson and, and James from from, from Monsters. Um, you know, it's it's hard. You know, John Morton had uh, had had prepped for a different opponent in Brandon, and uh, obviously, all of a sudden, that's kind of changed. And then, you know, big you know big lad like 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 Nelson has um, has taken the fight. You know, N- Nelson's beaten Brandon. Arguably, he's probably at a, a better stage, and he's fought some tougher people. Especially his last few fights, he's taken on uh, Lotus from GTG and. Um, the Thai boy that's just arrived at uh, Kayasaka was tough as nails. So Nelson's had some hard losses this year. Um, so, you know, not John had to change his game plan or not, I'm not sure with him and Seldy. Not sure how they tackled that one. Certainly different fighters and a bigger bigger lump of a lad in Nelson. So that certainly would have changed it up a little bit. But, um, you know, they fought before. And, you know, I thought John uh, uh, performed better than what he did in, in their first bout. Um, there's no doubt Nelson won the fight. Um, but I just think that 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 experience now from Nelson's, you know, and and his, you know, his last eighteen months of being a busy fighter or maybe two years, you know, John Morton hasn't fought in a while and had so many fall, so many bouts fall over the poor bugger. You know, I think he's had, I think he had four fights in a row where he did almost full camps before this show that uh, his fights fallen over. So tough for John to not be active and then try to get bouts, and then you're taking on someone like Nelson who's been super busy. Um, the last, you know, 18 months. So, yeah, look, um, it was a bit of a game of cat and mouse. I thought John Morton fought really well on the outside, actually. He did, yeah. He fought quite well on the outside. Uh, but whenever got, whenever Nelson kind of uh, shortened the gap, he really put the, the big shots and the pressure on John. And I think when a big man like Nelson comes at you that close, he hits hard. There was a couple of cracking body kicks in the last, um, last round or two that you could really hear that, you know, obviously they hurt, don't they? Oh, we can talk about there's a fight there where there was uh, one person just getting continuously knees in his inner thigh. Got some good footage of that, but we'll get we'll, yeah, get, to we'll, come to that one. we'll get to that one. Yeah, that was that was, that was amazing. That was uh, brutal. Yeah. So, um, fight number six. Yeah. So, fight number six brought to you um, 
by the Flower, Flower Boutique. Thank you very much to James Bertolami and family uh, for the Flower Boutique getting getting right beyond this fight. But Kerry Bradley in the blue corner from the pit took on uh, Caitlin Vance from Pursuit. Muay Thai in Morley, 51 kilos, five by two rounds. Uh, you know, this was, these two girls combined over 60 fights. You know, Caitlin's been around a long time, as as has Kiri. I mean, I was training with Caitlin at um, OMTF, you know, when she was 18, when she kind of first started. You know, 12, she's 30 now, so, you know, 12 years into it as a fighter. Plenty of experience on her sleeve, as well as Kiri. And look, this was um, a really, really tough girls' fight. There's, there's been... Um, a lot of conjecture, a lot of comments about, um, you know, the decision on this fight. I'll, as, you know, in my position as uh, Muay Thai Australia's head official, head, head judge and referee, I'm certainly not going to go publicly and talk about the decision, the judges or, you know, what I think, not that it matters. Um, all I know what, all I know is, regardless of who won, both girls performed absolutely amazing and it was a bloody good fight. Really good fight. And, yes, you know, Caitlin definitely... Um, Threw a lot of hands for this fight, and Kiri used more uh, of the Muay Thai weapons. Um, but it was it was really uh, a game of uh, chess or cat and mouse when you had Kiri Bradley, um, you know, with her with her you know real good Muay Thai, typical pit tough come forward top style, very technical. But then you had Caitlin Vance's forward pressure, just throwing leather, you know, just cutting in three four punch combinations. Uh, throwing in a you know and a, and a low kick to boot, so um, really really good fight. A little bit of different styles, of course. Caitlin Vance has got that you know that more of that Dutch Muay Thai style that Oliver instilled in her in the early days, where it is rapid fire hands. But her hands aren't they're not pitter patter hands. They're tough. They're strong hands. So you know she, she that girl can lay some leather. She's not afraid to to throw down. She can she can get clip coming in. She's not she's not afraid of that. So. Look, the two styles are great. Kiri Bradley fought amazingly. Let's not take anything away from Kiri. Um, her Muay Thai style of using all eight weapons and the way she kind of cut the ring off, she did cut the angles really well. But Caitlin, whenever Caitlin felt like she was kind of stuck in a corner or stuck against the rope, she just went forward and just laid hands. So that was her defensive mode of getting out of when Kiri kind of had her um, in a spot. Caitlin wasn't one to start. She just come forward and lay some, some leather. So great tactics by both girls. And the end of the day, you know, it worked out for Caitlin by getting the decision. Um, I believe it was a split decision. Very, very close fight. Um, there's the old saying, you'd hate to be a judge for that fight. Well, you know, I've judged probably well over a thousand fights over the years. And that's certainly one that would have been a very hard decision to make. So, uh, you know, credit to both girls. Um, yeah, you won't see too many girls at 51 kilos thrown down as hard as what they did that, that's for sure Mate, there's some tough girls in this in this sport absolutely tough just their skill level you know we can talk about how the i suppose the female mortise improved so much but just the girls toughness and their their skill level and how you know the girls commitment you know it's just it's, it's amazing how good the girls muay thai is um these days you know you could you could certainly sit there and watch girls go at it all night long there's no 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 no, um, no trouble at all well, look um ever since uh women's sport has been like just in the past 10 years the renaissance of of lady sports whether <laughs> whether it be whether it be afl soccer rugby um uh going huge. across the boards it's been huge but i think the yes. skill level the if you look at cricket and football and all those sports i just named the skill level between the males and the females are quite 
far. There's this their 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 skills go like they're coming. They get the women's skills are getting better. But well, yeah, you're you're on your you're on your own you're on your own with this. I can cut this out anyway. But with combat sport, I find that the women, the skill level is is on par. Just as good. Skill level. Is good. The skill level is just as good as the men. And look. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't have girls fighting the men. Obviously, that's getting a bit silly, a bit out of the way. But skill level wise, you're absolutely right. Yeah, fitness, skill, everything they throw at it that includes strength and conditioning and nutrition. They're just as dedicated um, as what the guys are. There's no doubt. Established in Bangkok, Thailand, Primo Fightwear has quickly become one of the most respected new names in Muay Thai by producing contemporary fight gear with new levels of quality and style. Our mission is to provide an arsenal that will carry you from the start of your journey all the way to the championship rounds and beyond. With modern design cues and premium materials, we aspire to create products that bring beauty and diversity to the world of combat sport, while honoring and paying homage to the various cultures that inspires us. This is Team Primo. This is our fight chain. Number seven. Uh, this one uh, brought to you by Mandy Hopper Performance Coaching. What a great supporter Mandy, Mandy Hopper has been uh, of um, thank you, Mandy. Muay Thai Grand Prix. So big. We thank did an announcement today again. Didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, we put a big post up for her today. But yeah, um, great things. Ama- amazing. Not just for the female uh, sport, but for for you know for men and women. So big thank you to Mandy. Um, but we had Tiff Lamb from GTG Gab's Girl versus Brody Sodden from Three Lines Gym. This was actually the WBC uh, featherweight national title, uh, 57 kilos, five by two. I'm going to get Gab to talk about this fight. Um, obviously, it was obviously it was Tiff Lamb in his corner versus um, uh, Brody from his, you know, from good mate of uh, Gab's, which is David McVicker from Three Lions. So um, I've watched the fight a few times. Um, great fight. Uh, I think Brony's hands maybe was the difference just slightly towards the end, but interesting to hear your take, Gab. Yeah, uh, I'll, yeah. As one of the things I'm trying to be on on the night, I keep saying this to Darius, and you know, I have uh, all respect for the judges because I know it's not an easy job on the night. I try and keep emotionless when I'm watching and and cornering my team. Um, I felt we won round one and four, and I gave this feedback to Dave just so I'm honest and, every, and transparent about everybody. I'll always be honest. I felt we won round one and four. Uh, Bryony won rounds two and three. And in round five, the deciding championship round for me was won on round five. And if you watch the fight back, Bryony was just a little bit stronger with the hand and punch kick combinations. And I think in the last round, uh, Booney, uh, Boondi, if you watch it back, I think if you look at the the jigsaw or the chess game, step round five, she just stepped up another gear and went to probably uh, gear five or gear six. And just pulled away, pulled away with the fight, you know. And it's like, it's like, although there's been a lot of controversy with you know scoring and scoring criteria, but let me let me tell you that you know for people who don't read the rules or the regulations, you know, Muay Thai weapons are all scored the same, but they're scored the same with effect and damage. So if a punch scores with damage and effect, but a kick a kick doesn't score with a kick doesn't score with damage, 
then the punch obviously wins. So as a judge and as for the scoring criteria, they know that every weapon scores with effect. Some of the crowd might not know or understand the scoring criteria that, you know, if a punch scores hard with effect and damage and it rocks back and a body kick doesn't score hard with damage or effect, then the boxing's the boxing wins. If both weapons score the same with damage and effect, then it's a neutral score. So you've got to really understand you've got to really understand the scoring criteria. And as I said to Darren, it's not really a hard job. You know, on the night I said to 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 my coaching team going into round five, it was very close. And I said, look, I think Bryony might have tipped it in round five, and she did. And then watching it back, as I said, I'll, I'll always be open and honest with everybody. I thought we won round one and four. Bryony stepped away two, three, and five. And in the championship round, which is four and five, you've got to be a clear winner. And Bryony took away round five. But, you know, Bryony has stepped up in the last five years. Um, yes, yeah. In the last five years, you know, and really took it to, you know, everybody. She's professional. She, she trains full-time. She does a strength and conditioning seriously. She does a boxing uh, seriously. She does a Muay Thai seriously. Regular on our show. And she's, and she's a very young, very young girl. I feel really sorry for Tiff. Um, you know, and as a coach, we could have chosen an easier fight uh, for a national title. But I honestly felt, you know, even though sometimes people complain when you put on a national title that you know two fighters are from the same state. But I think if everybody takes a step back and looks at that fight. They both were both worthwhile of, of competing for that belt, you know. And I could have chosen an easier or a lesser, lesser aggressive, lesser technical opponent for Tiff to win the belt. But you know, I really wanted to show that our promotion and my gym actually steps up and takes the hard fights. But just to close out, I'm really proud of Tiff, but also a very uh, proud of Dave for you know for 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 bringing Briny up. Uh, through the ranks and 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 taking home the WBC belt, you know it was, it was a hard pill to swallow on Sunday morning. Let me tell you, but after taking a step back and you know, mm. it was, I actually really watched the fight back and was just glad that but, both girls put on a great fight. Yeah, and, and and getting back to Tiff, it was a close fight. You know, um, I, I you know watching it on the night and a few times. Obviously, it's not the same as sitting there and judging it, but I I thought after round four, it was probably two rounds apiece. Um, and you know, maybe it's fair to say that Brony just dug a little bit deeper, you know, towards the end. Took a bit of yeah, gear, went up a she went up a little bit of a gear and um, just kind of took that advantage. But it's not like it's not like Tiff lost <laughs> badly or anything. You know, it was it was anyone's fight with a, with a minute to go or you know uh, t- you know half of the last round. So so you know, cracking fight to Brony, the world's her oyster. She's she's a young lady. She's very dedicated. You can just see by the training. She- yeah, that you know, she put that girl puts the work in. You just look at her, her figure, her physique. She's really strong. And, you know, and, and you know, Gav and I, you know, if we just park the fact that you know tips from Gav's gym, you know, we're all about, um, you know, we want to help athletes. Um, I think we've proven that. I think we've proven that with George. George has had uh, some really good opportunities with us with the international title and um, the world title, and I think we've had a bit of a hand, you know, to help Brony. In fact, Brony was actually very thankful to us on, on social media and, and you know, had some very nice words. She's fought on our show a, a heck of a lot. She's probably up there. I've got to sit down and work it out. She's probably up there, one of the um, fighters that sport the most on our show. And um, she, each time she's fought, she stepped up. And there's no doubt she she stepped up to have to fight Tip Lamb, you know, and for the Australian title. And she won it. And in weight. And in weight. Australian champ. Yeah, she and she stepped on weight. So, you know... We're, I suppose for Gavin and I, we've just parked the fact that she beat um, she beat Tiff. You know, we're proud to have these people coming through the ranks 
and having and, and, and giving these opportunities. But we, I think we're helping their profiles, and we're, you know we're helping them accomplish their goals in in Muay Thai, and I think that's win win for everyone. I certainly I get a kick out of it. I know Gab does. We've got plenty in store for other athletes, you know. Um, you know, we, we, we try and stay neutral. We try, we're we're trying to stay neutral, you know, you know, um, Charlie Bubb, we, we've sponsored and a three-way deal with Orange Motor Group in the past with, with a, uh, a sponsored vehicle for 12 months. Um, you know, George has had his, um, a couple of world title opportunity and then his world title defense. So, you know, you know, and we've got, you know, we've got international built. Yeah. And, you know, Gavin and I have identified a few people. Um, that that are coming, that are very high up in the Australian ranks, that have fought in our show before. That we want to put some time into them and give them some opportunities moving forward. And there's there's plenty of good talent around that we can do that with. Yeah, and as promoters, we we're we're all for building the profile and, and giving the opportunities to the fighters, and then just growing the sport within. It's all right. It's all about the fighters. I mean, you don't need to look at our weigh-ins where people were telling me and Gab to jump in the photos with the fighters holding the belt, but we just don't do it. We, it's it's about the fighters, and and that's something that we we we, we actually do need to do it to be honest because we don't we we probably don't um you know we probably don't uh, you know put ourselves in there enough. Um, but I just get you know we get a kick out of the opportunities that we've given for fighters, and um you know we've got some massive things planned next year. Obviously we've got Road to One that's going to um probably be the biggest thing that we've ever done next year. Um, so we'll look forward to discussing that in our next podcast. That was a great fight. I really enjoyed that one. Um, would you yeah. say that's fight of the night? The girls? Oh, mate. They, they were all fight. They were all close. I, th- I, th- I think I think Yelty, Yelty versus Yelty. Tran was probably my. Yelty. Yelty. Yeah, that, you are that's right. Probably my well, now let's listen to Bryony's interview with Fine. That was a great Sorry. interview. Of fight number seven for the national title, Bryony Soden from Free Lions Gym. What an amazing fight. Look, I've been calling for that match for a while, and I'd like to say I made it happen, but you know, I did. But Tiff Lamb, tough opponent, you've literally kind of excelled through the ranks in the last few years, been so active. You've got a beautiful, shiny strap around your waist. Congratulations. How are you feeling? How'd you get here? How was your fight camp? So everything feels like completely alright, if that makes sense. This night has felt like the first time when I first fought out of pads as a five-rounder. It had the same sort of nervousness and excitement, like the unknown. Like It's my first time fighting for a title, so that was a really comfortable, comfortable feeling. And yeah, the fight felt comfortable because my entire fight camp is like I'm always very disciplined I put in the work, um, I train quite a lot, I train full time and um, yeah, it just, things just happen so seamlessly because I put in the work and I know that and when I'm in the ring, it just comes together as I'm told. There's a lot of things that we worked on that I didn't do, which I wish I did, but that just comes with time and experience. Um, other than that, yeah, it just, this is what happens when you're consistent, that's all I can say, yeah. Consistency is... This is a real testament to that. And honestly, like your your hard work and your dedication, like you're very active on social media and I'm sure we only see a glimpse of what you're actually doing. Yeah, I never post how much I train, <laughs> but I train a lot. And Just saying. Look, based on that performance <laughs> and the old physique, you train a lot. And like yes. it, you work hard mm-hmm. and I would have no doubt you're one of the hardest working fighters in the room, wherever you are. I mean, you put yourself in a, a hard working environment and 
it gets you here. Like, there's no doubt that your efforts, you know, you deserve this. Yeah. And you really displayed that tonight. It was a beautiful display of Muay Thai, back and forth. Um, now, Muay Thai Grand Prix, you're a bit of like a face for the face for the promotion. Yes, this is my sixth fight on Muay Thai Grand Prix. They've pretty much like made my professional career. Muay Thai Grand Prix, yeah. Look, we <laughs> Muay Thai Grand Prix love having you. Yep. You always bring the show. You you've always taken on any match that no matter you know what the experience of your opponent, you're happy to just put your hand up, take the match, and you always just prove that. You deserve to be here. You deserve to be at the top and you're exactly where you belong. Is there anyone you'd like to shout out to? Obviously, your trainers and team, but yep. please give me a big shout out. Get it on camera. Let them all know. Firstly, I want to say happy 21st to my coach, Dave. It's his birthday <laughs> today and I didn't get him and I didn't get him anything. This is his present. Um, <laughs> he, he um, I've walked into his gym less than five years ago. Um, he told me after my first lesson that I have huge potential and it just takes that one person. It takes one person to believe in you. And he's invested in me every single day. Um, from a 17-year-old girl, now I'm 22, I've, I've grown into a woman by him helping me um, build my confidence in myself. Like, I feel like uh, I can do anything because of him. Um, also, my other coaches, Paul Clark and Joshua Day, they're in my gym. They, they clinch and they spar me and they, they, they talk to me all the time. We... We all, we're, I'm more than just a fighter, I'm a person too, so they invested in me so much. Um, my mindset is because of them, and it's only recently I discovered that. Um, so good to be surrounded by hardworking men. Um, so grateful for all three of them and everyone at my gym. I'm obviously I'm the most experienced fighter at my gym. Um, I'm a small gym, so it takes a lot for me to get um, ready for my fight camps and everyone chumps their bodies on the line and lets me beat them up. <laughs> so I'm really thankful. Um, my strength coach, Jacob Parr, he took me on two years ago and he's been doing the correct things since day dot and that's why I'm so strong today and that's why um, my athleticism is through the roof um, and I'm so grateful for his passion and his caringness to be able to let me flourish in that environment as well as Miss Fitness for sponsoring me. They, they see my dedication so they, I don't have to think about having to pay for my training. Um, so big shout out to Miss Fitness as well. Um, my boxing coach, Danny Hayes, he even made it tonight. Oh. Hey, I, he would be upset for me if I didn't throw hands, but I did throw hands tonight. Um, yeah, big thank you to him. He's I see him a, a lot. <laughs> I won't say how much, but <laughs> a lot. Don't um, give it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm really, 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 really grateful to have um, another crazy Englishman in my corner <laughs> as well as Dave. Um, and then my sponsors, Victory Recovery Systems. They actually have seen me since my seventh fight. This is my 16th tonight. So they've been looking after me for two and a half years. Um, it's good to have a Perth-based business support me and passionate people in what they do as well. And then there is one more. It's in the tip of my tongue. My mum. Yes, my mum. Yeah, she has to put up with me all the time. Um, I, I will sacrifice everything in my life for Muay Thai and she sacrifices part of her life for that too <laughs> so I'm really grateful for her and for her letting me do whatever like she's so supportive of whatever I do and I I literally couldn't want to take on the world without having her in my corner so I really want to thank my mum Janice oh yeah Janice yes. look it sounds like you're supported by just a community of amazing people which we love to see um now What's next for Bryony? You're, you've won the national title. You're at the top of the 57 kilo division in the country. 
what what do you want next? Are we going international? Are we bringing in international here? Is there is there anyone in particular you'd like to take on? Because honestly, like I think a lot of people from Perth would be extremely proud to put you on to the international stage to represent them, and you've displayed that you are more than capable to do that. So, what's next for Bryony? Um, I will take on anyone that my coach gives me. He has people that um, in his head that he wants me to fight and I, I won't name them. He wanted me to name them, but I won't. Um, Can we name a country? <laughs> a country? <laughs> where, where are they? Where are they based? They're in Thailand, but... Thailand, <laughs> she's coming for you. Okay, let's <laughs> just leave it at that. It's Brucey. <laughs> All right. Bryony, I'll let you go enjoy All the right. last of the show. Yep. Amazing performance. Can't wait to see you back on... Muay Thai Grand Prix Definitely. again, which we know we will. Yep. Rest up, enjoy the win, enjoy the belt. You deserve it. Congratulations. Thank well you. Done. Thank you, Con. <laughs> Go eat some good chunky. <laughs> 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 I, I was like, oh, sorry. Right, let's get into fight number seven, was it? Or, yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 number eight. We're on to Yelty now. We've only, got two, we've only got two more fights to go, mate. Oh, really? All right, so... um. Harry Potter. We've got Harry two more fights to go. Fight number eight, brought to you by Primo. <laughs> yes. So from Blue Corner and FA Group, we've got Yelty Blumart versus Jason Tran from Amma Gym. 57 kilos uh, and uh, five by three was this bout. And I've got to say, this was probably my favourite fight of the night. Um, and arguably fight of the night. But then the Kiri Bradley and Caitlin Vance could take that honour as could probably... Jesse in Paris, so yeah, yeah, so many to choose from, but so many to choose from. But I, I mean, I commentated Yelty versus Jason, and uh, I, I, yeah, really, really enjoyed this fight, and you know, I just love Jason Tran's style. First time I seen him fight, very, very impressive. Heavy hands, you know, and no, normally he, you know, normally he he picks people off, mate, with those heavy hands, um, but for Yelty to just stay composed under so much pressure, you know, the first round, Jason came out. And really bombarded Yelty with um, some, you know, fierce punching, uppercut elbow in his first exchange against when he had Yelty against the ropes, and um, you know, really worked Yelty's uh, body. In fact, he probably touched up Yelty's body more in the first round than any other round. But Yelty was just so composed. And I said it for the fight many times, commentating that it was cool as a cucumber, and I really meant it. He didn't get phased under pressure, and you know, when you're that kind of fighter that he is, and you're getting attacked by a very aggressive. Uh, heavy-handed and strong low-kick fighter, um, you know, you can get broken, you can crumble, or you can go into turtle turtle mode, turtle shell. He didn't do that. What He, he told me afterwards he had actually researched Jason quite a lot on YouTube and on our page, and I think, I think that's really good because a lot of people come out based in Thailand don't really put a lot of effort into researching, but he knew that Jason Tran had hands from hell, and he said to me that his whole game plan was to keep his hands up not to get clipped and to just work, just use his Muay Thai skill, which, which you know, he really did show. It was a very close fight for the first three rounds. I, I do think in the last round or two that Yeldy just broke away a little bit, um, just got on top a little bit with, he just picked it up, you know, probably been fighting the, the Thai stadiums quite a lot lately, been based out of FA group. He kind of just worked his way gradually and he, you know, he came out smoking that fourth and fifth round. But take nothing away from Jason because it's not like Jason slowed down. Jason took it to him the whole five rounds. Yelty's um, just attack, his, his attack off defence, waiting for Jason to finish with his flurry and then coming back with his own. 
um, yeah, it was it was really the both boys. It was it was an A class fight. Gav, what are your uh, thoughts on that, mate? I know you uh, you put a lot of time into scouting for Yilti, so you've been happy yeah, with that. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's all about unraveling new talent and bringing you know internationals or people that have not heard of a fighter and bringing them to the crowd. And the two things that I always take from a fight is is how, firstly, when a fighter who walks into the ring or walks out to the crowd, uh, Boondi, and then walks into the ring and the kind of reception they get. And if you look at the reception Jason got when he first came out and the reception Yelty got as an international, and then when Yelty and Jason both finished the bout, they both got a standing applause and an ovation, you know. So that's a testament to what how Yelty won over the crowd, yeah. but also how, how Jason actually brought it to uh, DLP. And if if we remember rightly, you know, we've been looking for Jason for a really big test. Hard man to match. Uh, hard man to match. You know, he's kind of like in between that uh, level of, not at world-class level right now, uh, but he's, uh, he's, above, he's above state and probably on the peripheral of, oh, above, above national and yeah. international. International Is level, it, International level. Yeah. And, you know, you saw the fight against Yelty. you got to remember Yelty is training and fighting full-time. He's out of FA Group. He fights currently at Lumpany and Raja, so he's on the Thai circuit. You know, and as I said, when I matched him, I gave Darius the profile. He was uh, amateur champion uh, of Belgium in amateur Muay Thai, professional uh, champion in Belgium, in Muay Thai, WBC European champion at 55 kilos. So he has a big you know, pedigree. Yeah, but also, you know, state, Jason is WBC champion state, you know, and and, and Jason probably, when he took on the fight with Terror Water, he'd had 150 plus fights, he probably was maybe one or, step, one or two fights, you know, should have waited before he took that fight with Terror Water. But a lot of learning from that, Darius. Oh, he still uh, gave Terror Water. He still gave Terry a good yeah, point, yeah. yeah. How old's uh, Jason? 21, 22. Oh, I reckon he's not old. Yeah, 21, 22. Yeah, I, I thought he was mid 20s, but just, just on Gab's point, I think we've got to really highlight a couple of things here. First of all, and Gab did say, Yelty's a full time fighter living and training, living you, know, you know, living the dream. You know, he's packed up his home in Belgium, he's moved to Thailand, training and living out of FA Group. And, you know, and we all know what happens there when you give up your lifestyle to go and fight full time. So, He's a very dedicated man. Jason Tran's a professional. He 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 works in the banking and finance sector. So you know he 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 goes he goes to work every day in his shirt and you know in his in his trousers and does his eight nine hours in the office and then he has to go train at night time. Mm-hmm. So he's not having that opportunity to train twice a day and get all that extra kind of working and and fight on that tight stadium circuit. You know he is a hard man to match because of, because of the weight. So there's probably that advantage. Then on top of that, you throw in the fact that Jason, yes. We, Gavin, I believe he's, he's definitely national level, if not better. He's a state champion for WA. But Yelty's not a state champion. He's not even a national champion. He's a European champion. So it's not like he's just, he's not, he's not just the Belgium champion. He's European. He's a big so it's a big accolade. It's, a, it's, it's you know, one of the top belts that WBC do, besides international and the world title. It's right up there. So the, so the point I'm trying to make is that's a big step up for Jason. Yeah. You know. And it was a close fight. It was a close fight. And it was, Yelty stepped up. It was, and it was a close fight, and Jason stuck it to him. And, you know, I'll, I'll be biased because I've seen Jason stop many people, but a lesser fighter would not have withstand that punishment that Jason gave out and would have gone down. And, you know, that's, that's, that is a testament to Yelty. But, you know, Jason's pace in that last minute of the fight was the same as his first minute. So it just showed that he didn't give up and he, 
he fought hard the whole way through. So, you know, great uh, fight from Jason uh, as well. And thank you to Yelp for coming down and, you know, putting on a performance for mm. uh, the WA crowd. I think Darius was quite impressed with him. And I was impressed with Yelp. I was very impressed with Yelp. Yeah. Yeah, we want to bring him. Very humble young man. Yeah, very unassuming, but also as well, I think being in Thailand, you know, and like fighting the five threes, Boondi, if you look and see how, you know, he, he, he watched and analyzed for the first two rounds. And as Darius said, post fighting with you, as a fighter, he went and often did, you know, some research on Jason. So he knew what he was going to bring. You know, yeah. A lot of, a lot of fighters just rely on the coaches or so to do his homework. Um, but no, I liked, for me personally, I liked how both fighters, uh, Jason started very strong, uh, very fast. And then Yelty went rounds three, four and five and steps it up a little bit. But for, for both fighters to watch it as a, as a neutral, I mean, I was in the corner for Yelty, but just as a neutral, uh, you know, both in my gym, it was an abs- absolute spectacle to watch. So oh, thank you. I've watched it probably three times now. And um, I watched, I watched it again probably in the weekend. I, I just, as well. Yeah. And we're trying. We, 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 what we're trying to say is, high, uh, summarizing is, we, we, we've recognised, you know, Jason Tran's talent, and we've been trying to like, you know, give him some opportunities. He was, uh, it was supposed to fight on K one in Japan, but because of COVID, he had lost a few opportunities. And we, yeah. we promised Brett and Jason that we would try and give him some, you know, good reputable opponents to to fight. And I think we did that. With we the did that. Thing, so. And we're talking. We're talking earlier, Bundy, how. Um, you know, we, we like to think that, you know, we, we've given some fighters some opportunities like George and Brony. Well, you know, Jason Tran is definitely someone that we've earmarked for the future. Well, that, making the stage stronger. Yeah, that, stage yeah stronger. But, he, but but what I'm saying is he's someone that we'd like to um, continue to have, have on our show and progress his career and give him some big opportunities down the track. So, um, you know, we, I'd love nothing more to see Jason, you know, fight for a national title and, and beyond uh, on our show. So, you know, we'll give Jason those opportunities Moving forward, and you know, we're already in talks for matching Yelty for our uh, Feb 25th show. Um, it's almost done. I won't, I won't say yet because it's not confirmed. Watch this space. But watch this space. It's going to be an amazing fight. So we'll be we'll be pretty happy to announce Yelty versus, uh, 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 you know, a very very good Perth local. Yep. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Well, let's listen to Yelty's uh, post match, uh, post fight interview. Moto Grand Prix, uh, Yelte Blumart, congratulations. Thank you so What much. a fight. Thank you. So entertaining. Thank you. Um, first time in Australia. Uh, yes. I think you put on an absolute amazing... Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but I hope so. how was the fight? How Did you know much about your opponent? How was it in there? I mean, it looked like it was just a back and forth exchange, both strong hands, both of you throwing huge leg kicks. There were some great flying knees in there by you on your behalf and an awesome cartwheel kick that landed. <laughs> in my weight category, because I became WBC European champion yep. in July. So for me, okay, I'm improving. I'm, I'm living four years in Thailand, so I'm training at the best Muay Khao uh, gym in Thailand. So for FA me, the group. knee was, yeah, a group. So for me, the knee was the important yep. key for this fight. Yep. I wanted to really hurt him with it, not yep. just score the points, because I wasn't like, I need to score clean to get the people that are not supportive of him get on my side. So Definitely. I wanted to do some more exciting stuff because I used to fight a board before and lose because it was too close. And I, I wanted to make it spectacular and put on a show so everybody would remember the fight and ask me back. That was the goal <laughs> of, <laughs> of the fight. The yeah. Well, what can I say? You definitely, 
I think everyone's going to be looking your name up on Instagram. Oh, man, I yeah. Chucky. This is one of Australia's biggest yeah. Muay Thai productions. Yeah. Uh, we've got a new amazing venue. The atmos- atmosphere out there is pretty ecstatic. How did you find the promotion? Yeah, so uh, Gavin Fuller, he uh, is the one that came to every group and he saw me fight uh, in August, I think. Yeah. And it would be a really good matchup. Um, so I, I really ho- I know Muay Thai Grand Prix yeah. for a long time. Um, I saw it also in England and... Yeah, I, r- I really love the, the promotion. It looks good. And I fought aboard ab- in different countries, but this is the first time I've been treated uh, really good with the hotel and everything. Everything was was perfect. I had a perfect preparation, and it was really smooth. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. So that that made me really like feel confident into the fight as well. Awesome. It wasn't so nervous. So nervous. Yeah. 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 Muay Thai Grand Prix and the promoters Gavin Fuller and Darius they really like to look after their fighters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that. Yeah. With yeah. with either internationals or interstate, regardless of where they're from, they they look after you, and yeah, I think yeah. that's all part of you know mm-hmm. why it's such a success, yeah. successful promotion that fighters want to yeah. be on. Yeah. Definitely. Um. And they've just signed with Road to One, so there's lots of opportunities mm-hmm. that yeah. are coming up, and yeah. I'm sure you'll be invited back. I yeah, mean, the strawweight division, <laughs> the strawweight division it. is my goal. That I mean, yeah. Jason was He's top tough. of that, yeah, tough. top of that division yeah. in the country. Yeah. But I fought a lot of ties, but his hands are really, really strong. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, is there anyone you'd like to thank in particular? Oh, 100% every group. They yep. prepare me so good, like always, and. It's now my third year with them, and we're really family, and they treat me, they prepare me, they make sure that everything is arranged for me, mm-hmm. they really look good after me. Um, my brothers, they, they keep my dream alive. My brothers used to be, uh, uh, they're seven years older than me, they're twins, and they're my motivation, you know, they, they had to quit fighting because of a neurological disease, and yeah, okay. I really keep their, their dream alive, their and dream when I told them I'm going to fight in Australia, they... They told me straight away, like, yeah, this is the, go- this is the dream, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they it's would the be dream. so proud of you. When yeah, they, fighting, watch ar- that back. fighting around the world in Muay Thai, that's just the, the best goal. thing. Yeah, yeah. it's the best thing. Well, the best thing. congratulations. Thank you so it's much. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank, Thank you. you for bringing the entertainment. Yeah, hope you're back soon. We hope here at Muay Thai Grand Prix yes. he'll be back. Remember the name, Yate, FA Group. Thank you. I'm sure we'll see him again. All right. Thank you. Have a good Thank night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well done, man. That was fucking Thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You don't have to thank us, bro. We're thanking you. We're thanking you for the entertainment. Yeah, so um, the last fight of the night. Yes, co-main event. Um, once again, brought to you by amazing sponsors, uh, carco.com.au. Big thank you to Daniel Davies, the dealer principal there, uh, and his team for letting us overtake his, <laughs> his venue for the weekend. Um, we had Liam Griffin... We had Liam Griffin in the blue corner uh, from FA Group uh, versus none other than Kunsab or Duk from uh, Pursuit Southern River. And uh, this fight was five by threes at 64 kilos. And, you know, I've made my thoughts quite, um, you know, quite openly in the past. I, I think Duk is the best tie in Australia. Um, this is a man that won the Isca World title on our show and beat the legendary Superbank a couple of years ago. Um, so, you know, Got utmost respect for Duke, and you know it's always going to be a tough fight for Liam. Um, Liam, you know, based um, from FA Group and out of the UK, very very strong Muay Thai scene in the UK, and obviously a lot of big fights in the Thai stadiums against Thais um, in Thailand. So we knew that Liam 
was certainly um, not out of his depth fighting the ties. Um, couldn't say really, in all honesty. He, he did whatever he needed to to win the fight. Um, he's just such a a very good counterfighter. Duke's IQ was, you know, the, the best IQ you'll ever see in a fighter, certainly probably the best IQ I've seen up nice and close and live. Um, and he... He, he it almost looks like without being disrespectful to any of his opponents i'm not just talking about lean but you know basically anyone that he fights it looks like he doesn't <laughs> doesn't exert himself he he just knows he he knows what he needs to do to win you know he's got he's got a four fifth six up to you know tenth gear if he needs it and he very really does he, he's just he's silky smooth I think Gab calls him the slippery eel. Oh, yeah. um, he just makes everything look effortless. He's just effortless. That's, if, that's if, the word. If you if you appreciate the Muay Thai and the slickery and the Muay Femur and the IQ, just how he like negates and blocks and gets himself out of a position. The little things that he does that people don't his, see. Or his movement, or his movement, just to edge out of the way, or his fake timing and then his counter timing. He is, his he, timing's he's probably the best I've seen. He is, he's probably got the best timing I've seen. Um, kicks. And he does little things that... Yeah, yeah, he's kicked it. But he does little negating, little great little defensive, little defensive things, especially in the clinch. Uh, there was one stage you mentioned it early, um, Bundy, uh, Liam and Duke were in a bit of a stalemate with the, with the the, the um, I think it was a top lock. I think Liam actually had a nice top lock on on Duke. So Duke was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll let you take that position. And I think he need Liam's inner. Leg or in a in a thigh like ten yeah inside or inside inside his thigh yeah knee him like ten times in a row it was just phenomenal I don't think I've ever seen that many knees on the one spot on any part of the body let alone the softest part on the inside thigh I mean that would have really hurt Liam the next day according to that I was right underneath it and I seen the knee going inside inside the thigh there the inner thigh but you know but props to Liam you know he's a he was a strong stocky boy for that weight. Very muscular, very strong, um, and uh, you know he he certainly wasn't overawed in the situation. Probably got more the words probably more frustrated toward the end, but he certainly wasn't overawed. He's fought ties before, no doubt. Obviously, as we know, um, he just you know just wasn't that that quite that level of, of Duke. But as far as the, us being promoters, you know, we're glad the fight went the distance and it wasn't oh. an early finish. And you know, as, as I said earlier, Darius, you got it like. Pumps had, what, 150 to almost 200 fights. Yeah. Uh, pro fights for Liam, 24 wins, 4 losses, 28 fights. That's probably an extensive amateur career yeah. from the but UK. Good amateur career, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get away from him, but, yeah. But Kunsab's just, you know, he's just all fast. And, you know, Kunsab has got a huge following in Perth. Um, so thanks to Kunsab and his, you know, and his, his supporters and Adam Bailey, the owner of Pursuit, a uh, good mate of mine. You know, he, the people come out to watch Duke. He had a massive uh, fan base there. So, you know, Duke, obviously for us, uh, we love having him on. And as I was talking about opportunities before, certainly Duke is another one. He's a, he's a crowd favourite. He sells out multiple tables, you know, 13 to 14, 15 tables. You know, people come to watch him watch him fight. And, um, you know, Duke's at that stage of his career where, um, you know, we, we'd love to have a hand in getting him some big big opportunity in the future. Hopefully, hopefully next year we can we can get him that. And you know, he's not getting any young any younger, so I suppose he hasn't got too long left. All the thought, one or two years. So we'd love to try and help him. You know, finish off his career on a real high and give him some opportunities that you know I think he deserves. And I think half of Perth would come out to watch. He's a consummate professional. Very professional. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So for the Muay Thai purist, that was an absolute treat to watch. Um, you know, Duke's performance. Yeah. Who was your? Who was your? Booty, who was your? Who was? Uh, let's 
flip the role reverse and let let's interview, let's interview you for a quick minute. Who was your favorite fight of the night, or which fights did you like, Lindsay? Um, because I was busy doing the film, but I I did take time and I watched the um the the national title. Was it featherweight? Yeah, yeah it was featherweight. Yeah, Tiff and Brian. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I've I've got utmost respect for those two fighters. It, you know, I've known Tiff yeah. for a very long time. I've seen her fight. I I, I call her technician Tiff. Um, she's yep. she's coached yeah. me in, in Muay Thai before as well. Um, and I've yep. just like I've uh, uh, with um Miss Soden or Brian, the the champion. I've I've seen her fight fight probably live three times, but I've also watched her yeah. a bit. And I'm not I'm I'm a big fan of that girl. The dedication um and the just the professionalism of the of the girl. She's only twenty two years old, so like just to see those yeah, two go, f- yeah, just to see those two go for it, and the result. Um, Tiff is a good friend of mine, and I've you know would I wouldn't mind seeing Tiff get the result, but mate, Bryony deserves it, mate. Um, the 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 belt, and um, like good luck to her, and I hope that she does get a few more um, bigger opponents, maybe maybe a world title someday. Well, look, like I said before, we're, we're certainly in the business of giving good people uh, and good fighters that we love having on our show. Uh, we're certainly in the business of, of getting them opportunities on our show, right? So, you know, that's probably a big call saying that right at this stage of her career. But certainly anything's, anything's possible for her. The world is her oyster. And if it's, you know, if if, if there's a pathway for her for bigger success in the future, then, you know, we'd like to have... Um, a, a part of it and you know we'll, we'll, we'll give her like some of the others we mentioned those opportunities um yeah Bunny, i mentioned some sponsors before i i'd just like to mention a, a couple that i missed but uh to orange motor group who actually sponsored uh tom perina versus charlie bub and actually sponsored um helped us to get charlie bub over here a big thank you to jamie was the dealer principal and part owner of orange motor group in orange and of course orange is the town that Charlie Bubb is from. So a big thank you to Jamie. He's a personal mate of mine for 20 plus years and, uh, you know, really good supporter of us. He's been he's been sponsoring us for a while. So big thank you to uh, Orange Motor Group. Also to uh, Damien Poole, who's the proprietor, owner and director of two McDonald's stores in Orange. And uh, he got on board and sponsored us as well. So a big thank you to Damien um, for, for, for sponsoring us. Great to have a, you know, uh, such a recognisable brand and, you know, worldwide, one of the biggest companies in the world, really, when you think about it, McDonald's, to sponsor our show. So, look, we had some really good sponsors on board. So, yeah, I'd like to thank those guys um, very much. And, of course, to Gav Student from GTG, XL Robotics, our T-shirt sponsor. Oh, yeah, thanks to Dan and XL Robotics. Thanks to Dan. Thanks to Primo. Thanks to Mandy Hopper. Thanks to Kako, yep, yep. um, OMG. Everyone, flower boutique as well. Flower boutique, yeah. Yep. James to give Nick uh, flowers, flowers, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, WBC for sanctioning the fight. Um, Salt float as always. They've been with us for for quite a while. Lemmy, yeah. Steve DeCosta from Lemmy Finance Broker. He's been with us from day one. We but also, we can't do it without our sponsors, Darius. Can't do it without the sponsors, hundred percent. But also to um, uh, Tattersall's Hotel in Blaney, small town outside of Orange. They got on board to help us with Charlie Bubb as well, so a big thank you to those guys. Can I just touch on that? Did they? Didn't, didn't they? Didn't they have? A, didn't they show show the fight live? They had the they had the live stream in the bar. In the bar, yes, they did. Oh, awesome! And wasn't this your biggest live stream audience? You were we were talking uh, about. Yeah, it was actually um, it was actually the best live stream we've had. Um, 
in uh, the last uh, four or five shows. I, I think, to be honest, it was probably, I think it was the best live stream we've had full stop, but I, I can't confirm that. Certainly with some of our highest numbers. So um, we won't disclose the numbers, but we're, we're pretty happy with that. And, and, you know, thank you to everyone um, around Australia and overseas that, that you know, hard with their hard earned to, to pay for and watch, watch the show. Support the support. Can yeah. I just say one thing, Boondi, on the, uh, and Darius and I were chuckling and, uh, Poor Danny, there's a bit of grief, but just for everybody on the podcast, for those who don't see what the fighters go through uh, and the consummate professionals they are, we Darius got them to do a bit of a photo shoot in the booth that went round. The way in? And the way in. And poor, poor Charlie was starving and he was spinning <laughs> around in the uh, And I put it up on today on social media. We put a video up today. And he, he was heavy. Like, he was hungry, best him. So that's what I just want to shout out to Charlie uh, for being a consummate professional while spinning around on the. Uh, in the photo booth, starving after cutting weights, so, and putting uh, putting out my crazy ideas at weigh-ins. So yeah, so, <laughs> so. Uh, it was good. It was good, um, mate. Thank you, thank you guys. I mean, um, the the next show is in February, but we're going to be back in next month to do another episode and talk about yeah. the one championship um, deal yep. or not deal or yes. Partnership. Partnership. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss that at length and, and what the tournaments entail and what's on offer for the winner. But we'll do that in December and then we'll be back in February to preview the February 25th show, which we've got a, a major announcement to make. But uh, we won't make that announcement just yet until probably uh, mid December. Just keep watching. Uh, watch this space, guys. Bundy, uh, um, once again, Gavin and I are always thanking you. We, we want to take this time to thank you once again for allowing us to have our own podcast. We're very lucky to have a Muay Thai Grand Prix podcast from our show. No, it's a, it's a pleasure, mate. It's You know you know that I like doing this sort of stuff, and uh, it's all a pleasure, and uh, I enjoy it, mate. I enjoy it. I love the sport, and I love doing this sort of stuff, so it's, it's, it's not a problem. Thank you for the appreciation. They've gone now, and um, I'll have to... They're dead. They've said... <laughs> The live stream has gone, and uh, I'm just going to say peace. Thank you very much. Muay Thai Grand Prix, out. Changed how we do it when platinum with low deals. Getting tired, always running from the law. My brothers are getting by, we don't struggle anymore. If you love me, how you love me, then love me a little more. If you love me, how you love me, then love me a little more. My soul's getting tired, always running from the law. My brothers are getting by, we don't struggle anymore. If you love me, how you love me, then love me a little more. If you love me, how you love me, then love me a little more.